and welcome to the Real Estate Matters podcast. I'm Stuart Norton with the Alabama Center for Real Estate here at the University of Alabama. And today for our 101st episode, uh, today our guest is Brock Quarter. Brock is uh, with the Builders Group of West Alabama. Did that's I get that right, Brock? That's right. We, we affectionately go by the Builders Group. The Builders Group. That's, there we go. That's the legal name. Okay. You got it right. All right. And so so welcome to the show, Brock. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. Today. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and not too far of a drive for you over here, was it? <laughs> no, about three or four blocks. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. So we're... Uh, so how things been? What y'all do for the fourth? Oh, things have been really good. We we ended up just moving into our new home, my wife and kids and I. So we stayed busy moving and uh, unpacking. Okay. Uh, still got boxes everywhere. But, I bet uh, you do. We didn't. We got outside and enjoyed a few fireworks, but um, it took us about six months. So oh yeah, well it'll take us quite a bit longer, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, so. and I think I saw y'all on the hill in the back of the neighborhood. We yep. were shooting fireworks uh, yep. in the towns, and someone pointed out. Uh, but yeah, y'all, yeah, y'all are right there in the middle of the action. That looks like a good spot. Yeah, I, I didn't know I was buying a good fireworks spot. When, okay, when I got yeah. the lot, but yeah, right. Where the do y'all nice. have dogs? I have a dog. Yeah, was the dog yeah. all right? Oh yeah, she was fine. She was inside. So, <laughs> okay, yeah, she's fine. Well, good to hear. And so, uh, so I think that'd be a good place to start. So, I mean, so Brock, uh, tell us a little bit just about your role with the Builders Group. Sure. And uh, just a little bit about uh, that organization for our listeners. All right, great. Thanks. Uh, yeah, so the Builders Group started back in 2001. It was a partnership from, for several local builders here in Tuscaloosa. And uh, they just found themselves competing against each other a lot and decided they would uh, get together and, and pool their resources and, and they felt like they could be more successful mm -hmm. cooperating with each other. And so um, started in 2001. I was still in school at the time here at the university. Uh, got my MBA in 2002. Okay. I uh, went to work for a commercial retail developer in Birmingham called AIG Baker. Oh yeah. Did that, for, did that for three years and came back and uh, got involved in the builders group and took over as president in 2006, um, right at the height of the last big boom. In I was going to say, how did, how were those years? <laughs> it was, it was crazy in 2006. Yeah. Uh, the, the years that followed uh, right. weren't quite so, so crazy. Um, yeah. those, those were some difficult times and, uh, you know, it's relevant to what, uh, what we could be seeing coming down the sure. pipe here today. But, um, so took over then and, and got to lead the company during some very tough times. So we learned a lot about, uh, what to do, what not to do. And, right. uh, and then got to see the, the upside as we came out of the last recession and, mm -hmm. and this this most recent housing boom that we've been in has just been a, a fantastic ride yeah it's still uh still going strong after tuscaloosa i've been surprised with the number of new home sales we actually just got the report from uh daniel uh over at the tuscaloosa realtors you know the monthly sales report they send us that includes new home sales and uh and it was uh 300 this is just from the mls but uh 330 so far this year you know january to june compared to about 180, you know, last year, which, and so I was, I was like, wow, that's almost doubled. You yeah, know, we're fortunate in Tuscaloosa to, to have a, such a great economy here. And uh, we have a really good housing market with a lot of diversity in housing. And it, we, we have to keep, keep that up. You mm -hmm. know, it's very important that we don't, don't just build to one segment of the market. We sure. have to make sure we provide diverse housing options for, for, it, for everybody. At a range of price points. Yeah. That's right. Cause you see a lot about that, especially for your, a product for the entry level buyer, for example, you know, uh, or just through the different price ranges. That's right. And, and, you know, Tuscaloosa as well, uh, doesn't, 
doesn't go as some of the larger, hotter markets do. You know, they rise a lot faster and they fall a lot faster. Hmm. And Tuscaloosa has been on this kind of steady upward tick over many, many years. Right. Uh, and we may see a little bit of retraction, and that's not necessarily a bad thing right. in the short term. Um, yeah. But I think in long term, we're on a good growth pace here. We have great employers. Uh, the university obviously right. has a lot to do with that. Mercedes so. and all their affiliates. That's I can't right. tell you how many people I meet, you know, just one guy, for example, he's from Spain, but he works for an affiliate and they, uh, they manufacture wheels. Right. So, and I'm not, not, right. not sure the company name, but he was a neighbor of mine. And, oh yeah. And so that's all they do is that they manufacture the wheels, Mercedes, I'm sure a few other clients. You know, it really provides for a, a, a great community too, because you get all these differing perspectives from, yeah. from different parts of the world that come in. And, right. You know, you get to, like I've seen people that have moved here from Germany have started up their own uh, restaurants right. or food trucks. And so you sure. get that German influence. And yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. And then just the international nature with UA. You know, I, I think I remember hearing someone joke and it's like the United Nations, you know, people from everywhere, just all over. That's right. That's right. Uh, just in Tuscaloosa. But, uh, but yeah, for, one thing for a good community to raise kids. It does. It does for sure. And so uh, and so, yeah, one thing I wanted to focus on was just the, the amenities of Tuscaloosa, sure. you know, for, you know, and of course, the new home buyer, but also just, you know, the resale market, it applies there. Um, but yeah, but the many amenities, one thing I'm starting to recently use is the water access. Right. Finally, I've just I've kind of my I'm not I'm getting back into fishing. Basically, I actually caught I got to toot my own horn here for a second. I caught a bass, a good good bass yesterday. All right. I need to How get big. Uh, it was I'd say it was one and a half pounds. OK, it was uh, and I caught it in. I got a little 15 and a half foot scout and I launched it in uh, right there off Jack Warner, Oliver Lake, I believe it's okay. called. Yeah. And went up. uh and uh, to the mouth of the North River, and that's where I got it. And I had one more on the line, a smaller one, on a jig. And I was just as I was swinging him in the boat, he shook loose. But well, I have to get you to go fishing with my partner Lee Williams. He okay. he's a huge fisherman. He he'll he'll take you anytime you want. Cool, to get it. So cool. Yeah, one and a half pounds doesn't even touch his line. Oh, of already. course he, not. No, he, no. He's going after the big boys. So. The big. This was a yeah for. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, it's been, but the water access, you know, yeah. here in Tuscaloosa, of course you have Lake Tuscaloosa. Sure. Yeah. We've Tuscaloosa. I mean, it's almost like we discovered it in the past 10 years. Right. We just had, we have all these nice natural resources. And so the lake obviously provides a lot of recreation activities there. Um, I love to go boating. Uh, yeah. I love to take my kids out on the water and go boating, fishing. Great way to end the day. Yeah, it's fantastic. And and we, you know, we've got a lot of land around the lake that is developable. So we've got a lot of area to grow. Uh, Tuscaloosa and the state have the McWrights Ferry Road extension that should be coming. Yeah, the, in the bridge next few that years. will relieve that'll, congestion in our part of town. Yeah, well, that'll open up a ton of, yeah. of, of development opportunities and easier access to town for people north yeah. of the river there. So uh, the lake's just phenomenal from that standpoint. Uh, and we don't talk enough about the river. We don't. Uh, from both an economy standpoint yeah. and just recreation. I mean, you've got great local companies like Parker Towing. Uh, that, that makes their living on the river. They do. Uh, I love seeing, I saw one of their boats yesterday and I was, yeah. cause it's different navigating, you know, the lake is easy. Like, and, Oh yeah. But uh, you know, having, being out there on the river, I was surprised with the currents, you yes. know, they were, especially as I got closer to the, the dam, you know, and I was like, I'm getting out of here. I, I, I watch, I see, I follow them on social media and I, they, I, I watch their yeah. post of the, promoting guys through the ranks. It's from, pretty cool. From deck can to, to cap, pilot, to pilot. Yeah. yeah. So it's really, really a great job opportunity. And they make for, some money too. Yeah, sure they do. Sure they do. They, so do. they get to see a lot of the country that a lot of us don't get to see. So that's true. 
Um, yeah. But yeah, those are great. And then you've also got uh, Lake Harris, Lake Nickel that the city is is now soliciting input on. Right. Uh, for how we how we go about creating uh, public space around those those lakes yeah. and so uh where where the public can have a lot more access to, right. to those natural resources yeah and, and those are really pretty i've uh, heard uh because my brother i'm 42 he's in his he's 37 but when he was in school uh that boat i mentioned we've had it since like 99 but when he was in school here from 04 to 08 he had it here one summer and took it out and he said lake nickel was one of his favorite places to go boating it is pretty out he there. mentioned some cliffs in the back and, oh yeah and uh, so I'm on. That's that's on my list of uh, places to check yeah, you, out. Yeah, uh, I see people go out there and paddleboard. Right, uh, a lot. and it's pretty and, small just for people that. Sure. Yeah, I mean it's. Sure. So. You're starting to see some residential pop up around the lake. Uh, yeah. Neighborhood out called Nickel Point uh, that has lake access, and yeah. uh, so a lot of lot of good growth opportunities out there. For sure. And one final thing on Lake Tuscaloosa, I've heard rumors that we might be getting a restaurant on the lake, like a full service restaurant, possibly. Uh, I, I have not heard that. Um, that'd be, I think it would be fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I know that the city is going through the framework process right now right. on the rewriting the zoning codes. Yeah. Uh, and I just received a draft of that yesterday and it has a zoning for a commercial use. Okay. Um, so that we can hopefully get that. Right. I, I think something like that would do great. Well, uh, and it would help for the development you know, it just it's, it's another yet another amenity. Like, well, you, you go to places like Lake Martin that exactly. have that, and they're they're very well used and enjoyed. Right. And so, I, I think we definitely need that on our lake. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And um, you know, I think there's a new marina, even uh, an expansion. Uh, but yeah, but just that's just one of uh, many other uh, other. What are some other amenities that draw people to Tuscaloosa, in your opinion, as well, a home builder? You know, um, we. The university, we have, we have a built-in recruiting tool here. Uh, That's true. To, we get people that come here at 18 years old to, to go to school, and we get to sink our teeth into them, hopefully, and we keep them here. But, you know, the things that have been done in the past, I'd say, 10 to 15 years that have really helped, uh, the amphitheater. Of course, uh, yeah. Is, is, what, what tremendous foresight by the council and, and mayor back then to say, hey, this is something that Tuscaloosa would support and uh, have great acts coming. That, that is uh, I've never, I've never really been a huge music fan, but to go sit at a concert in your hometown yes. on a nice fall evening is, you know, is pretty impressive. It, like, it's really cool. They, we moved here actually, uh, I've, it's a uh, late July will be 10 years that, uh, that I've, me and my family have been in town. So, yeah. you know, I grew up in Birmingham. I moved here, let's see, 2012, I was 32 and it was right when a lot of this was starting to happen because the amphitheater was here. I think it was in year two. Uh, and I've seen many acts there. I'll go ahead and I'm a huge, I love fish, the rock band. They played here in 2015. And I, I was, I remember thinking when I saw the amphitheater, I was like, man, if fish ever played here, I would just lose it. And then I saw the tour release there and fish was on the lineup and it's cause it's a roughly 7,000 seat venue. And that's about the smallest they play, uh, be a send amphitheater, downtown Nashville. A lot of the newer ones are smaller because Ascend, which has been really well. And it's, strategically located downtown Nashville, but it's about the same about this. It's yeah. relatively small. And a lot of the artists like that, you know, compared to the 20,000 seat amphitheaters like Lakewood, a little more intimate, for a them, little yeah. bit more intimate. Yeah. And Oak mountain's kind of that perfect size. I'm going to shut up here about live music. That's but, okay. Well, Chris but, Stapleton's next week. So I'm exa- excited well, about Chris Stapleton. Exactly. And I had to miss uh, Derek truck, Tedeschi trucks band with uh, Derek and Susan trucks, uh, Derek trucks of the Almond brothers lineage. Uh, hated to miss that. We were out of town at the beach, but yeah, the amphitheater draws uh, tons. Uh, that, that's a huge draw, and yeah. I love how it's located. You know, right there on the oh, river, yeah. it's kind of spawned its Beautiful. own little district. Well, yeah, I think 
what you're what we're about to see downtown in that area is going to be transformative. Yeah. I think with the Saban Center and yep. potentially the the Conference Center, uh, you tying all that into the Riverwalk. We didn't we hadn't talked about that yet. Ah, uh, yeah. The place for uh, now you've got Riverwalk on the north and south sides of the river, so. Uh, great opportunity for people just to get out and enjoy nature. But, um, you know, the Sabin Center. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, well, yeah. that's going to uh, be gonna be amazing. And this uh, is where the old Tuscaloosa News building was. That's right. Yeah. And I mean, our kids can go to, it's just kind of similar to the McWayne Center, but I think right. it's going to be even better. Okay. Um, you know, kids can go experience things, uh, right. learn about things, hands-on. Right. Um, I think it'll be a regional, yeah. regional and national draw. Well, good to hear. And that's a, you know, great, you know, impact for the Saban family, you know, you just re, you know, I mean, they care that I mean, they, Tuscaloosa, I mean, it's home for them and it's just cool to see that, uh, to see that develop. I'm excited for that. Yeah, I really appreciate how much they give back to the community. They do. That's, they do. that's huge. Indeed. Uh, so, uh, so home building, uh, so if we kind of get back into home building here, um, so what are some of the recent projects you have working on there at the builders group? Oh, we've been busy, Stuart. Okay. Uh, it uh, has, as you know, has been a pretty explosive market. and Even uh, with the rates going up recently? Yeah, it's uh, that's slowed down some sales, a, yeah. certainly. Uh, we've seen some people pull back on that. But uh, yeah. again, we, we have a relatively stable market here. Um, uh, but our projects, again, we try to focus on a wide variety of product. Yeah. And so we have uh, entry-level homes. Uh, I really enjoy building those because it's, it's great to go to the closing and see how happy right. people first are time when, when they buy their first home. That's, yeah. that's something that we really enjoy doing. Yeah. Um, so we've had several neighborhoods on the eastern side of town yeah. that uh, we're finishing up right now. The village at East Haven, the village at Huntland, uh, both of those are entry level. Uh, we've got a project in West Tuscaloosa that uh, we started back in 2001, I believe, called Cherry Stone. Uh, and we've developed the first five phases, sold that out, and we kind of took a pause on it since uh, probably 2012. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're finally getting to the last phase, phase six of that. And so wow. I'm excited to be developing in West Tuscaloosa again. What school districts uh, would that be in? Uh, that's going to be uh, Central Elementary, okay. West Lone, uh, Central High School. Yeah. Nice. Uh, and you, you don't see as much residential development on the Western you side. You really of don't. Town, I was going to uh, say. But we have done quite a bit over there, and I'm proud of that as a company uh, because there are families that uh were born and raised on that side of town and they want to to have the ability and and, uh opportunity to purchase a new home where they were raised so for sure uh, we we enjoy doing that what are some of the price ranges there in cherry stone uh we haven't set the prices there yet but you know it's really hard these days to build a new home under two hundred thousand dollars it's really tough but we're going to try to get as close as we can to that two hundred thousand dollar mark okay um and and try to provide some entry-level homes for people Um, for sure it gets more and more challenging every day Uh, but one thing we're doing to combat that is try to get creative on what is an entry-level home Mm -hmm. we just had an open house uh two weeks ago uh, for what we call our cottage series. Okay. Uh, cottage series homes to us are smaller than 1000 square feet. Um, and if you think to what pops into your mind when you think of a starter home, I, I, I would say a three, two, that's, that's exactly right. Yeah. So three, two, two car garage, um, is what most people right. think of as starter home for a and, young married couple, maybe right. with a couple of small kids. And, and that used to not be a starter home back in yeah. the, 40s, well, 50s, the, 60s. The one one. <laughs> well, that's right. So you look at some of our uh, older, more established 
parts of town, you know, in my first home. That's was, a good point. Uh, was 800 square feet, three bedroom, one bath. And it yeah. was perfect for me at the time. And so yeah. we're, we're having to rethink that and retrain our brains that, right. that we can build a little bit smaller because people yeah. don't necessarily need three bedroom, two bath. And home sizes have generally gone up over time, haven't they? Like in terms of... Yeah, it fluctuates. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think you're going to see a trend of, of them pulling back just right. because of cost. Exactly, yeah. Because and, and also, it's it's just a little, you know, it's not entirely necessary, as you mentioned. Yeah, because right. the 3-2 starter home that we think of today, that might have been, you know, like a final destination home sure. in well, the 50s. Well, and you also, the millennial generation uh, enjoys freedom and travel. And, sure. Uh, they're not necessarily wanting that big yeah. home. You know, they would much rather spend their money on going someplace right. really cool. Yeah. Uh, and so they just need a place to, yeah. to rest their head and get up to go to work in the morning. So Interesting. Yeah. Uh, y'all doing any uh, build to rent uh, we, we, developments? We have. Um, we have a project over on Rice Valley Road. Uh, some townhomes that we built that right. we are renting. Uh, and we've also built some that we've had some larger companies buy from us. Okay. Uh, that we build. Like to company ha- like to house their. Yeah. Uh, capital market companies. Uh, right. You know, they, well, they, no, these are com- companies that uh, buy them for investment. Purposes. Oh, to own it. Yeah, yes. Sure. Okay. Yeah. There's so, a so the institutional had, money on We've had a couple of neighborhoods where we've had as many as 25 to 30% of them bought by groups like that interesting so, um there's yeah. a tremendous need for rental housing as well, well i was gonna know. say yeah because when you talk about housing it's not just yeah it's not just for sale it's also for rent because yeah. depending on the cycle you are at you know home buying a home you know with the closing costs and whatnot you know i mean and if you're not if you're only going to be there a year that makes sense you yeah. know and so people need their rental options they need their purchase options and so we you know, we obviously like to promote home ownership, but, right. but you're exactly right. I mean, a, a successful and a stable housing market has to have rental inventory as well. Right. And um, we, you know, we've always had this dichotomy of you have a single family home and then you have this large scale apartment complex. Well, there's <laughs> so many different options right. in between that, that we need to retrain our brains again yeah. to get back to that, that used to be done all the time duplexes, triplexes, quadplexes, townhomes. You see them in downtown Tuscaloosa here. Absolutely. And, and, it would, and they were built a hundred years, years ago. Yeah. The That's missing right. middle. It's and, not, it's nothing new. And they look great. They do look uh, great. They look great and they function well around each other. They fit uh, the community. That's right. And that can be done again. Yeah. And that's something that we're, we're yeah. having a lot of discussions with city leaders, um, um, constituents, you know, right. just employers right. uh, about how do we solve that? You know, we have, yeah. 1972 zoning, I think, really? in the city of Tuscaloosa, but wow. we're updating that now. So I'm, yeah, and I'm it, yeah, hopeful it, that a lot of that gets changed. Right. Because uh, I've, I've read a lot about that where, you know, housing costs, you know, sometimes the zoning backfires. You know, you don't, sometimes it increases your housing costs. Sure. I, I think in Alabama to a less degree, but like in California, you know, one reason why housing is so expensive there, it's like, well, have you ever gone through the permitting process? <laughs> Absolutely. You it's, know. Uh, that That is an area we can all make a significant difference in. And I, I'm thankful that we have leaders that are looking into ways to change that. Exactly. They realize that the way property was developed and housing was built in 1970 you know, it's different now it and, is. and costs yeah. are different and lifestyles are different. Right. And so we have to change our zoning codes to, yeah. to update that. So people can, can still afford for sure. Them. And they should change over time. You know, you would think it's difficult. I mean, I'm not, I've never been in the, you know, 
the challenge of governing an area, but laws, I mean, they have to be continually up. You can't just, you can't just write it and then forget about it. You know, it doesn't happen quickly either. So (laughs) that's true. It's a slow process. It's a slow process, but yeah, because they want to do it right. And they want to make sure that they get everybody's opinion on the matter. For sure. Yeah. And we do rightfully so. And that's another thing we're blessed with here. Uh, Tuscaloosa, great local government. That's right. We we do have good leaders. For sure. And so, uh, but yeah, but back to downtown Tuscaloosa, just, I mean, you can go not, blocks from here but you'll see i remember seeing one uh it, it appears to it's a like a four unit apartment building with nice tudor architecture you can tell it's probably built in the teen 1910 1920 yep and next door you're talking and next door on either side you have very stately homes yep and so that's the mix yeah of, and they, like, they blend well they blend uh, well uh, right it looks great I exactly mean, if, if you can if if we can get our heads wrapped around that density is not necessarily a bad thing right we can do a lot in this community for sure there's good good solid density downtown yeah and uh, i think you're seeing even more people that want to yeah. live downtown we can recreate that in other parts yeah. of this community yeah. as well and um and also speaking of density i think like you know i where we live you know in the towns uh, i mean i joke that it's the suburbs of course you know it's in the city of tuscaloosa obviously but I love the density of the towns, you know, because yeah. when it was started, what, 2006, but just with the alley concept, uh, my dad's a big real estate guy. Our listeners probably like, why is he talking about his dad again? You know, but, <laughs> but he's a retired real estate attorney, but I was proudly showing him the house that we bought on Courtney. Uh, and this is an older home for the neighborhood built in 07. But, uh, but I took him out back and showed him the alley and he was like, ah, this is the old urban concept, you know, but just, but right. just that, um, the developers had the the vision in 2006, you know, to create this relatively high density, yeah. you know, small lots called new, new urbanism, new uh, urbanism. Yeah. It's a, a traditional neighborhood design uh, mm-hmm. done in a lot of places. Uh, seaside Florida, a lot yep. of people are familiar with uh, Birmingham has them, Huntsville has them. Of course. Uh, they are very desirable places. Yeah. To live. And I always tell people, do you, what's your favorite night in the towns of North River? Do you know what I'm, what I'm asking? Uh, possibly, but Halloween. Oh, of course. Of like, the year. I was thinking uh, weekly. I Halloween love, is amazing. I love Halloween in the towns. And people come in. That's what you're supposed I, to do. I, I, I told the mayor one time, I said, you really need to get the city staff to get a drone out here hmm. and film, film Halloween night in this neighborhood. Because I think it's, it's classic Americana. Like it really you, is. You see it on the movies and there are yeah. so many people going door to door. And I just like to sit on the porch and watch it. Exactly. I mean, and it, people come into the neighborhood, which is awesome because yeah. that's what, when I was a kid, that's what we did trick or treating. Like we would go to, I grew up in Cherokee Bend, you know, the houses are, I think those old one acre, you know, almost most lots were probably half acre to three quarters of an acre, you know, so walking to, you know, three doors down to a friend's house, going to take a little bit, might start sweat, you know, right. <laughs> but nobody would trick or treat there. We would all go to Crestline, which was more dense. It was flat. Um, and, but that's just, and again, and not just thinking about this new urbanism, like where I grew up in a lot of suburbs, was it's the, it was the opposite. We had no common areas. Sure, uh, we had big yards. Yeah, and that was an that's an amenity in itself, and a lot of trees and woods. But we had no common space. Well, front porches too. Or, or yeah, like so. The the old saying goes, we had you, very, no front porches in our neighborhood. That's right. growing the up. old saying goes, if you want to hang out with your friends, you sit on your front porch. If you want to hang out by yourself, you sit on your <laughs> rear porch. So yeah. you see a lot of people in downtown and in neighborhoods like the towns that sit on their front porches and, and like to have conversation with people that walk by. So, exactly. That's uh, half that, of that, that, that definitely contributes to quality of life. For sure. Um, 
And so, uh, so Brock, you're also uh, pretty involved with the uh, local home builders uh, and, and the statewide as well. Yep. So, sure. uh, so what are some, uh, so what's going on with the, the local and the Alabama homeowners? I just, uh, do y'all have any new initiatives or any programs? Well, right now, um, a lot of our attention is focused on cost um, yeah. because we, we know the, the problems that come along with higher cost of housing. And so uh, locally and state and national level, uh, we've been in discussions with our leaders and and trying to find ways to keep costs down where we can. Right. Uh, that's always an important topic for us. Uh, we're coming up on our big summer meeting uh, for the state. Where do y'all do? Where are y'all having that? That's actually going to be in Destin this year. Okay. Uh, we've done it the past two years. We've done it at the new uh, Gulf State Park. Nice. Which was really cool. Yeah. To see that facility. Might and as well go to the coast for something like that. That's right. Hey, if you got to have a summer meeting, you might as well do it at the beach. So, <laughs> exactly. Um, but, you know, the good thing about that organization is we have a lot of friends uh, throughout the state that also build and, and we can bounce ideas off of each other and, and talk about how the markets are mm-hmm. in, in, in different parts of the state and we help each other. Uh, you know, home builders, we have a lot of really good professional members and uh, some people get a, a, a wrong impression of contractors sometimes that they, they're sleazy right. or they want to take your money. And, right. And I can certainly yeah. say that that's not the case with the people that are part of our organization. Well, it is, uh, it's, it's a really good group of people that want to do the right for thing. For sure. Well, uh, and reminds me of a, my, our last episode. Uh, I was a professor of economics here at UA and I just was jokingly saying I'm a a fan of economics, maybe an amateur economist at best, <laughs> but I remember reading a book, uh, but it talked about, uh, talked about the long shadow of the future. And it was talking about like eBay, you know, when eBay first came out, you know, people are just going to rip each other off. Yeah. turns out it's a great marketplace. And I would yeah. think contractors, it's not just the job today. It's down the road. It's your reputation. So sure. you would think, a you know, a good professional contractor, the long shadow of the future that protects the transaction. You That's know? right. And, and don't, so. don't get me wrong. I mean, there are bad apples in every, in every trade, Good but, point. you know, always make sure if you're, if you're going to enter into a contract with somebody to do work, make sure they're licensed, make sure they've got insurance, make, ask their, ask them if they're a member of the trade association. I mean, that's yeah. a good way to protect yourself as a consumer that, that you are working with somebody that's reputable. Exactly. Ask for references. Too. Yeah. And asking your friends, that's usually a good place to start, you know, or people who have worked with, yeah, references, people yeah. you've worked with in the past. That's right. Yeah. Well, wonderful. Uh, and so speaking of costs, um, are, I've, I've read some headlines about lumber. Is lumber kind of coming back to earth? Yeah, lumber uh, has been on a decline uh, for several months, which is great, great news. Uh, the unfortunate thing is that everything else that goes right. into the house followed lumber up and it hasn't started coming well, back down. Inflation. Yeah, it's, it's one uh, one component. We don't have to explain that to everybody. Everybody feels that in their daily lives. They do. Uh, we do. Whether you're buying a a hamburger or a drink or whatever you see that and mm-hmm. uh, and we certainly see that in everything uh lumber coming back down certainly has helped uh and and hopefully that helps in yeah. stabilizing at least the price right. yeah, i think i think we're entering into a period where prices are going to stabilize a little bit on homes so. yeah and what about the supply chain issues um are those getting better is it kind of uh depends on the day and the yeah. product okay uh, like appliances for example uh, sometimes better, sometimes yeah. not. So, uh, you know, I think the world is still reeling from the COVID impact and having right. been shut down. And I think what that did is it just took out every bit of cushion 
that was in the supply chain of every single thing we do yeah. in, in life. And so um, I think certain industries are having a harder time coming back from that and, and, yeah. and putting a little bit of cushion back in, or maybe they don't want to put the cushion back in. That, right. Maybe that's it, but uh, we're still having issues there. Yeah. Um, we are, we've got a great team and we fight with that every day. And, uh, and our customers, thank goodness for our customers, most of them understand. Right. And we can explain to them, Hey, we literally cannot get this product right now. Yeah. Uh, and most of them have experienced it in some other part of their life. So they understand. Right. Right. And, uh, I remember I talking to a home builder recently, but well, this was probably six months ago, but you know, it used to be, you could pick, you know, the appliances in your new home. I want the, this brand and this line and, he was saying, generally speaking, like, you know, we can't promise you a certain brand. We can just promise you that something will be there. Yeah, you know, that's true. And, I mean, uh, and again, thanks. Thank you for the customers to understand that, the flexibility. Yeah, right. I mean, uh, and so we've all had to adjust our, right. our lives and, and our decisions. And, and yeah, it's a, uh, it's been a challenge. Yeah. And I'm sure your new place probably took a little longer than <laughs> probably would have, you know, two, three years ago. Yeah. Uh, construction timeframes have been affected. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, as you're sitting waiting on some particular item right uh yeah it's probably stretched most construction time frames by about 20 percent yeah because I, I definitely i'm no home builder i kind of like you know but it obviously has to go in sequence right that's right and so if there's something that's holding it up the whole thing kind of stalls out is that true to some degree to some degree yeah you have to get creative sometimes i i remember a home that uh we were waiting on windows for and mm -hmm. uh, we literally did not have the windows until about 10 days before closing. So we, <laughs> wow. we went, we built the entire home uh, and we, we wrapped up the openings where the windows are really well. So we didn't get any water infiltration. Mm -hmm. And when the windows, like we had sheetrock, we had flooring, we had cabinets, we had all the finishes inside the house, wow. but we had no windows. Wow. Uh, and as soon as the windows came in, we put them in and wrapped uh, put the exterior cladding around it, interior, wrapped all that up within about 10 days and closed the home. So you see some creative right. thinking that has to go on there yeah. and, uh, and, and we can get fairly creative. Yeah. Just do what you got to do, you know, That's to right. make the, uh, you That's know, right. to make it happen. That's right. So, um, so what about, so, you know, costs for everything are basically up, but I'm, I'm guessing land, you know, land costs would, uh, any any comments there? I mean, it's yeah. Um, or is know, there avail availability like for new lots? There is. Um, you know, land cost is relative to what a seller is willing to pay to sell it for. And yeah. uh, you know, there are certain pieces we just had to again get creative on. You know, what is a piece of property that can be developed? And so sometimes the land cost may be okay, but the development cost of the actual site are. You know, if it has a lot of topography or right. has um, jurisdictional wetlands or a stream, you know, those can get really expensive to, to uh, mitigate. Explain how the wetlands work. That's kind of interesting. So wetlands are uh, and streams are federally, federally protected um, by the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. So if you um, if you feel if you need to fill or grade in an area where wetlands are, you actually have to mitigate that or pay right. for the impacts that you create and streams are the same way. So right. they're federally protected. And, okay. um, and so it's just a part of, you have to get a permit. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's a, it's a lengthy process, expensive process. Um, just adds yet another component. That's right. Uh, well, makes, uh, yeah, it makes sense. Um, any other parts of town, like, uh, so new homes, I've been, uh, like out toward Mercedes. Is there any, uh, home building, you know, cause it would, it just seems like that's kind of a, you know, 
you would think there'd be more homes built, uh, you know, the Vance Brookwood area, but are there any projects going on yeah, there at the we, moment or do y'all have any? We don't have anything specifically out there yeah. right now, but there are, there are a lot of homes being built out there. Yeah. I was recently out near the Tanny Hill area. Yeah. Uh, and you, it's you, pretty when out you there. get off the, get off the beaten path back in to the woods back in there, all of a sudden it just opens up and there's hundreds of homes being built. Um, in that area. Brookwood is as well has seen Mm -hmm. a a recent explosion of buildings. So I I think the area between Birmingham and Tuscaloosa will continue to fill in uh, and it'll be less and less of a, of a leaving Tuscaloosa arriving in Birmingham and more of a a metro area over the next 20 to 30 years. Yeah, because it's a highly traveled corridor, you know. Um, But yeah, but I, uh, but speaking of Tannehill, I used to play that golf course and I remembered when they shut it down back, I was like, 2007 or eight, but it, it became a housing development. Yeah. It might be one of those that you mentioned because the topography probably is Tanny Hill preserve that, maybe or yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah. Cause I remember seeing like, they, cause they let it grow up, you know, and I was, I don't know why I was out there driving, but I, I could, I was like, all right, it's just going to be a house. You know? And that's another thing again, that makes Tuscaloosa County uh, a great place to live is because you have a wide, uh, widespread development in different areas of the county uh, yeah. for different reasons. Uh, yeah, like out, out toward Northside High School. Sure. You know, I know a lot of people, you know, kind of has that country feel, a lot more space. That's right. Yeah, uh, we, we have several projects going in Northside. And really? We have a lot of lot of people that want to be in that area. Yeah, and a lot of so. people love County High, sure. uh, you know, in Northport and the parts of Northport that feed County High for you know, for the, um, just cause it's had, you know, it has its own vibe, has its own attraction. Yeah. Northport actually, I don't know if they were the top or the top two growing fastest growing communities in the state. Okay. Uh, one of the top. I know well, good. That. So uh, yeah. a lot of people moving to Northport. Well, I've always liked Northport when I first, I, when I first moved here, I just, I'd never, but North downtown Northport is probably one of my favorite little pockets, uh, in the region just because, you know, it has that charm and, I think you'll like it even better. I saw this morning where they have the string lights over the streets now. Oh, cool. In downtown. Yeah. They yeah. have that, those uh, things you can buy at Costco or something. Right, right. I, I need to put have, those out back at my house. They I have some of those in downtown do. now. I think it'll make it look even cooler. So. Well, yeah. Yeah, and that's a, that's a cool area. And I can't even imagine the – I remember just hearing about the flood. Of course, today it's not as much of an issue because the levee was built. But like 1800s, the flooding, you know – course on that side of the river it's just yeah, not as naturally right. protected that's right and i guess they just learned to live with it and you know developed yeah it's a beautiful little area it is it is it's a lot cool. of in, a lot of development downtown northport recently oh, really? too. townhomes uh yeah some apartment buildings down there there's so a nice looking apartment new hotel building. coming yeah. in so okay a hotel yeah. Yeah, nice sure well uh well good stuff yeah for the entire region um so any other uh any other final thoughts uh about home building uh or the region as we kind of wrap it up here? No, I, I would just say that uh, I think real estate in our communities is a good investment for most people. Um, you know, we, we may be seeing a, a little bit of retraction, like I said earlier yeah. here in the short term, but I don't think it'll last very long. And I don't think it's going to be something that significantly affects people. It's just a, you know, it, it probably can withstand a, well, a little bit of retraction. And so. yeah, and the market probably needs a little bit of cooling, you yeah. know, just considering. And, and one good thing I've seen in a lot of, uh, not just in Tuscaloosa, but other areas and even nationally, but inventory is starting to slowly build back up. Yeah. You know, mostly resales. A, a good stable market has to be good for both the buyer and the seller. Not, That's true. Not always one way or the other. Exactly. So it, it does. It is going to swing back and forth yeah. some, but uh, a good equilibrium market will, will yeah. be a great place. To yeah. Live, so. And it, uh, it also could tame price growth as well. That's right. So, uh, 
Well, if you own the house, you want it to grow quickly. You do. If you're buying it, you want it to, yeah. to stay muted. Yeah. And then the issue is, is like, well, I'm going to sell and take advantage of this. And it's like, well, <laughs> now you got to pay the exact price. Right, right. Right. And so, uh, but yeah, so I'm, we're here at the center, our forecast, we think that this is at the statewide level that, you know, rising rates, uh, we're expecting a five to 10% decline in home sales, kind of like what you mentioned, slight, you know, but not, uh, and, and kind of needed in a way just to cool demand. It'll cool down sure. price growth. Uh, so we think sales will slow five to 10% by the compared to last year's pace by the end of the year. Yeah. I think and, that's a reasonable number. And then, uh, yeah. price growth, uh, cause we've seen price growth statewide, like 15 to 20%, you know, year over year for like many months in a row. Yeah. Uh, and it was moderating down for a while and actually accelerated up to 17 recently, but we think that'll moderate down to about eight to 10% by year end. Yeah. And so home prices, you know, still growing, but just at slower. Yeah. Uh, slower rates of growth, yeah. more sustainable rates. Of you growth. guys are the expert on the data, and I, but I believe you. I, we'll say, hey, that's, that's just a, a I think that's great. yeah, yeah, just a just a forecast. So, uh, and Brock, I can uh, I can testify to the quality of house that y'all build because uh, you were one of the first people I met when we moved here. I met you at the closing table when we bought one of your yeah. properties in Cambridge, and that was a good house. We really loved it. Well, great. I'm glad you like it. Thank you. For, thank you for your business. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Glad uh, you enjoyed it. We did. Yeah. The, the brick floor was what sold my wife in the kitchen. She was yeah. like, she, she loved Chicago it. brick. Oh yeah. 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 It was good. And our kids will even ask every now and then to go ride by the old house just for nostalgia yeah. sake. And, uh, so we'll do that. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, Brock, thank you for joining us today. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. It's been a really good episode and, uh, thank you all for uh, listening in. We'll see you next time. the Real Estate Matters podcast produced by the Alabama Center for Real Estate. Listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, Podbean, or just ask Alexa to play the Real Estate Matters podcast.